What's up, family? Welcome back to the Stop Sinking Show, where we go from struggle to flow. We all need confidence. It goes without saying that most endeavors in life wouldn't be pursued, wouldn't be endeavored voluntarily if we didn't have some level of confidence in ourselves. But I think about confidence as it's splitting into a few branches. Confidence for the sake of confidence is one of them. Blind faith in yourself and your ability to figure it out no matter what the circumstance that you are in. I think this is the most baseline, healthy level of confidence that we do need to have. A healthy level. Then there's the confidence based off of competence. In this case, you have earned your confidence through experience and effort. This is probably the most durable kind of confidence that we have because it sits on the solid ground of what you know about yourself to be true because you have evidence and have been witness to this competence. And so the confidence earned from this is less shakable. You spent the time, you know you are good at that thing. Then we get to what I'll call untested boastful confidence that is borderline delusional. This is the type of confidence that comes from the need to overcompensate. This might find its beginnings from even having to lie to yourself and delude yourself and to others into believing that you have the ability to do something beyond your actual ability to do it. And this confidence isn't the earned confidence through experience, nor is it the baseline level of confidence that you can figure things out. This level of confidence in certain areas might fool you to believe past just the baseline of figuring it out. It fools you to believe that you actually and already have the competence in something that you have no experience in. And it's very difficult to divorce competence from experience. But this might fool you into believing that you have competence without the experience. You see how that's different than earned confidence? And the other confidence that you can figure things out, that baseline, as long as you have given effort and ability to figure things out. This level of confidence here deludes you into believing that you have the confidence of the earned experience person without having put in the effort or applied abilities to figure it out and build that confidence. This is what I call hollow confidence. And I say it's hollow because it would not survive a poke test a poke test of reality testing whether you are really about it. Can your ass really cash the checks your mouth is writing? This level of confidence can get you into dangerous positions, financially, physically, relationally, in any endeavor that you can imagine. This level of confidence is devoid of the humility that you need to assess your current state and abilities. You are too lost in the delusion, and that will inevitably get you into places that you have no business being in. And you will find this out the hard way. Now, I don't think I need to say much about the other two types of confidence because they are less likely to bring you harm. This other one, though, reminds me of the saying, it's not what you don't know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know that ain't so. It's what you think you know about yourself that ain't so. The problem with your hollow confidence is that it is doing the substitute work of effort, which nothing can be a substitute of, and leaving you vulnerable when it's actually time to execute. Because what do you fall back on? What experience do you have? 
And when you are actually in that scenario, you are left vulnerable. Now, you can be boastful and tell yourself all kinds of stories about how you have the ability to handle that task. But like Mike Tyson said, everybody got a plan until they get punched in the face. And life deals the heaviest blows. And if you base your confidence off delusions, then reality will lead you to failure. What lies deep within the need for your hollow confidence is the matter at hand that requires the most work. Why is this hollow confidence there in the first place? What am I compensating for? This goes back to the growth mindset conversation. And I'll add on some layers that I heard on the Huberman episode about growth mindset that ironically came out a day after my episode. The need for hollow confidence comes from our need to compensate for something, to prove something to ourselves, maybe other people, to hold on to an identity, a belief about ourselves that we are not willing to question for a reason. And what are those reasons? It can date back to the compliments that we received as children. He shares studies on what happens when we give identity-based compliments to children and if we continue to do so for ourselves as adults. And I would go listen to the entire episode if I was you because I'm only going to borrow and paraphrase the most pertinent parts for my point. But what he says is that receiving compliments like, you are smart, oh look how smart you are, can actually make you more attached to the thinking that you are at a state of smart than what you do to actually get to that state. So when your child does well on a test, if you tell him he's smart, he is most likely to learn that being smart gets him recognition and love. And so he will grow an attachment to being smart as an identity because he needs to continue to earn the love, of course. And that can lead to a lot of different issues like them not taking on things where they don't feel smart in or studies showing scenarios where the kids who are attached to being smart will actually exaggerate their performance. They will lie and tell you how well they did and past what they actually did because again, the reward that they are seeking is love and whatever gets them to that means is worth it. It's survival. Now the same problem exists when you think of your own self as an adult and give yourself identity-based reinforcement. What would be better, he said, would be to compliment their effort. Hey, I really like how you persisted and put in effort to get good at that topic, even though you were struggling with it at first. Effort-based feedback has probably the same unintended effort of them seeking love and approval and seeing that they are getting recognized, but now you have set your kid up for success because they're being recognized for effort. Because instead of just looking to feel smart or be some static state of identity, because you are never just a static level of smart, they will instead have the attachment to do the effort that it takes to get good at things, to continue to put in effort and be smart. But it's not the smart that they are trying to land at. They are continuing to be attached to the treadmill of effort that continues and continues to push them forward and bring them forward in life. And their belief then would be more about how their effort can result in growth, which results in positive feedback. Still love, but so much more productive and healthier for their life. Or at least not static, not something that requires defense at a certain point. It is this defense that shows up as your hollow confidence. Your need to compensate for what you have already told yourself that you are without now maybe even willing to test it 
or maybe putting in the effort to sustain it. Which is a huge problem because to preserve that confidence, the delusion that it's built on, similar to the smart kids who want to only attempt the things that they are smart in, you will never end up doing the things that really poke test the integrity of that confidence. Why would you? You won't ever really put it to a real life scenario that requires it because you need to preserve the delusion, that confidence, that is your means to an end. Just feeling that way you think gets you love. That yeah, I can handle that thing. Oh yeah, if I really wanted, I would do that in three months. Or the even worse one, where you never even give your 100% to everything to preserve that confidence. Because you always wanna have an out. You always wanna have the ability to tell yourself, that you didn't really try, so it's okay. Like, if I really tried, then I would have succeeded. And you want to keep that preserved. You preserve the pocket that you can reach into and always say, I didn't really try. Delusion preserved. Confidence left unchallenged. Again, I will reiterate. I don't believe that your confidence only comes from your experience. I used to think that. I used to think that I would only be confident or take the plunge into something after I have gathered all available information about it. So I can have the confidence to know what I'm doing so I don't make mistakes. And this is common thinking. We think the best way to predict the future is by collecting as much information before making a decision. But the problem with that is that it's like looking in the rear view because all the data that you are collecting is only about what is already behind you. It can't necessarily tell you what to do in the future or what obstacle to avoid ahead of you. So while past data is also important to understand patterns, you need something to rely on to move forward that will give you confidence. Because with some things in life, you cannot afford to learn on the job and make all the mistakes. You don't want to have multiple marriages or try to have another kid to make up for the things you didn't do with the first kid. You want to try and get it right the first time. And how do you do that without experience? And how do you even have the confidence to attempt it? And the answer to that is theories. Theories with principles have built-in guidance that can explain what will happen without even having to experience it. A good theory is durable to any circumstance you throw at it. It will guide you at least. Now, practice and theory are always different. But if you are going to proceed into uncharted territory without experience, at least have a working theory to guide you. And it is easy to have confidence, to have blind spots when you are not aware of what you are about to deal with. And some aspect of that I think can be healthy. I've heard many successful people say that if I knew all that it would involve to get to this place, I probably wouldn't have done it. Or if I knew how much work it would have been, I probably don't think I would have started because it would have been too much, it would have overwhelmed me. So I think a bit of naivete is important. I don't think you want to erase all of that. Maintain a healthy level of delusion. I believe in having some of that. But understand that the more decisions you make from that delusional state without a theory, you will either get yourself into trouble or play too small because you don't want to really find out the truth about yourself and you are just in it to preserve the delusion. In life, if you are playing full out, all of you 
will get brought to the mat and tested. Life is the greatest dojo. Any theories you have about yourself, about the world, that you leave untested for long could become your Achilles heel, a weakness that takes you down. And I get the desire, trust me, to want to preserve yourself from the harsh realities of you, to want to blind yourself from the real ugly truth about yourself. The things you can see with even a single open eye, it's no wonder people want to stay blind. But it's all being preserved to no end. We are all headed to one place. So give it all you got while you are here. Make it count. I love you, family. Stay true always. See you on the next show.